It's time to drop the puck. Time for the Nightcap. Your home for news and insider info on your Vegas Golden Knights and the NHL. Let's hear from the goalie. Here's Lindsey Brown. Good evening, everyone. My name is Lindsey Brown. I am the host of the Nightcap Podcast, but we're not on podcast tonight. We are actually live over the airwaves for the very, very first time. That's right, the world premiere of the Nightcap live version of all of our great Nightcap and uh, just Vegas Golden Knights NHL and sports coverage. That's part of the CBS Sports Radio 1140 Sports Network. Remember, if you're not listening on the terrestrial radio currently, you can also listen on the radio.com app. Just search CBS Sports Radio 1140 to find all of that great stuff, including this live show and all of the Nightcap podcasts that we've done so far. There have been a few, and uh, we're going to change course right away here. I'm going to introduce our guest first here. It's me. It's you. It's me. Name your name. My name, Ryan Quigley. If you uh, if you follow me on Twitter, you know that I'm kind of the... Uh, the gift master is yes. that a good title for me? I, I feel like gift gift mastery is a very good skill, just nomenclature for you in that sense. I really do. It is. It yes. is. And uh, just a quick shameless plug: if you're listening, the Vegas Golden Knights are still playing right now as I'm talking. They are, and they just scored a goal. It only took them over two periods and a five on three to finally exactly. break the scoreless nature of the game. They are down 5-1 to one now to the Philadelphia Flyers. Like you said, they're still in the third period. So if you're joining us live right now, thank you. I hope that this will be somewhat therapeutic for this uh, gong show of a game that yeah, went it's not somewhere good. really dark really quickly. But before we go to that, I just want to do some housekeeping here. I want to tell everyone what we are at the Nightcap, who I am in case they haven't had a chance to be introduced to me. Um, like I said at the, uh, at the start of the show, my name is Lindsey Brown. Uh, I am a hockey expert. I'm a sports person here at CBS Sports Radio 1140. I just moved down here a few weeks ago from Minnesota. That's where I was born and raised. Uh, I played hockey collegiately for a year for Ohio State and a year, or four years at St. Anselm College out in Manchester, New Hampshire. And uh, I was a goalie. Ryan, you know I, I played goalie, right? I didn't know that, actually. You didn't know? Well, I will have to reiterate that to make sarcasm. sure that you know that. <laughs> and uh, if... You, you and I have a very good just vibe. You, we, we really we we, we, we do well then off we of one met. another. I was like, okay, mm-hmm. yeah, we can we can be friends. And part of that is also is the fact that we have done nightcap podcasts in the past that are available to everyone right now. But you should stay and listen to our live show that we have here. But after the fact, this show will be podcastable as well as all of our other nightcap podcasts. Like I said, CBS Sports Radio eleven forty. Enough plugs to start out the show. All right, let's jump into this game, shall we, Ryan? Let's. Uh, should, do we have to? We kind of have to because people Ugh. are expecting that, especially if we're talking, you know, in-game. Yeah, that's mm. true. That's, yes. That's a bummer. So <laughs> we're not going to recap this entire game. But yeah, the, so far, the, the, the stick that has broken the camel's back has been the second period for the Knights tonight. Mm. And that's not abnormal for this young season. The Knights have struggled with the second period a lot this year. Goals being given up in the first minute, the last minute of periods, or given up uh, consecutively, consecutively, really quickly, very short amounts of time in between those goals. And that happened twice in the second period for today's game against the Flyers. And today, Oscar Dansk is making his NHL return debut, I guess, because he's. Season debut, let's say that. Before today, he hadn't seen NHL time for two years. That's right. Yeah. And Oscar Dansk, I'm a huge fan of him. I think that he's he's a, a great goalie to have in the Golden Knights pipeline. I think you could definitely see him to be a part of this team in the future. Uh, Malcolm Subban is obviously out the backup goaltender. He was hurt against the Arizona Coyotes when he made his debut start at the beginning of the year. And what we were kind of debating, uh, Ryan, before we got on the air here, 
in between periods, we were kind of trying to dissect, well, Oscar Dance has given up five goals and the mm-hmm. Knights have not scored any. Usually that warrants a goalie pull. Exactly. Usually that's what would happen. But they didn't. Oscar Dansk returned to the ice. Mark andre Fleury stayed on the bench. And when we were talking about that, initially I was like, well, maybe they'll put Fleury in. But then I remembered, oh, wait, they're trying to rest Fleury. They're trying to give Fleury a physical break and a mental break. He needs one. He needs one. because Last, se- last season they played him a whole lot. Mm-hmm. I think this season they're trying to use him a little less. And especially with them playing a back-to-back, right? They got Chicago First tomorrow. First back-to-back, yep. You got to let them just sit. I mean, sometimes if this happens, this can be a good learning experience for a younger goalie. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. And and at the end of the day, Malcolm Subban is still day-to-day. We haven't heard any updates on his return to injury. So you're going to see a lot of Mark andre Fleury going forward. And we saw a lot of him in that game versus Pittsburgh, which they won the other night emotional return to Pittsburgh, I'm sure every time, it doesn't matter if it was the first time during the inaugural right. season or or the other night, he spent a lot of, uh, a, a, the, the best portion of his career there, the best, biggest chunk of his of his time. And so, and he put on a hell of a performance. Oh my God. First shout out of the year, had ridiculous Magnificent. saves. Magnificent. That, that one pad save he made on um, uh, Hornquist, Patrick Hornquist. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. I, I dream about that. Yeah. I dream about making a save that like that, you know? Absolutely. And especially after a game of that nature where, where he was relied so heavily yeah. upon and has been relied so heavily upon this entire season. Malcolm Suman makes his first start and has to go out after the first period because he get in, he got injured. So yeah. Mark Andre series. Yeah, it's he's got one event. period of rest. Yeah. So now they're down five to one. Obviously they don't want to be losing this bad. They they would like to win every game. But no offense, five goal leads. Why don't we chalk this one up into the L column, give Marc-Andre Fleury the, that, that third period off, and that's the, the decision that Gallant did and the rest of the Golden Knights staff made. And so I'm very happy that they were able to make that decision and allow Oscar Dance to at least just get some more time, like you said, get that experience, right. work himself out of a game that he isn't playing poorly in, but he's not making a ton of big saves either. It's just kind of like it seems every time Philadelphia enters the defensive zone for the Knights, that it's on an odd man rush or it's a really good play that they're just, just not firing yeah. on defensively and Dance is getting left out to dry a little just bit. Just a ton of high danger chances for the for the Philadelphia Flyers right now. And then it doesn't help that they're – I mean, this isn't – we talk – I'm sure a lot of people are going to say, oh, well, Dance didn't play that well. The whole team really isn't playing yeah, that well right now. it's not going well for anyone, we're seeing, really. We're seeing a lot of not-so-great penalties. We just saw Marsh so pretty much mug Shane Gossespierre in the right. corner there. Uh, we saw that boarding penalty from uh, Braden McNabb. Which led to a goal. Exactly. And then so another goal. There, it's just, it's it's a snowball effect with this Flyers team. And especially the fact that they've been driving play really well to start oh, the God. season. Enough with the driving of play, Driving Ryan. play. This is, this is a learning experience for all our listeners out there that are listening live on CBS Sports Radio 1140 or on the radio.com app. Is that you are, I, I played hockey. So advanced right, stats right. to me, I, I they are a definite part of analyzing hockey these days. But I don't put nearly as much stock into it as most people do, and I certainly don't put as much right. stock as into it as you do. One could call me a numbers nerd. You're a numbers nerd, and you nerd. wouldn't be wrong. And that's okay. You know? And that's I think why you and I play off so well uh, off of each other because you're good at a lot of things that I'm not good at, and I'm good at a lot of things that you're good at too. But I don't know. I'm it's it's I'm, my I'm, show. I'm quite bad so, at many like, things. So. I, like <laughs> it's just I don't know. It's weird. It's weird how that works, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's it's definitely a little concerning this game so far. Not just because they're giving up this many goals. Or that a few of those goals happen to happen really close together. Mm. But it just seems like off the bat, they weren't ready to go. It what's weird about it is it's like, okay, they're playing poorly. They're on a road trip. Mm-hmm. Are they fatigued? 
No. Well, they could you be. They, think so. People do get tired, Ryan. They, they do. They, they do. But it was like, an emotional win the other night. You had a get. You had a whole day yep. of rest, and then you come in here. It's not like it's not like they're flying from you know across the country or anything like that. Philadelphia's like two seconds away from Pittsburgh. Okay, maybe a little more than there two are, seconds. I'm not from <laughs> but, Philadelphia, but I'm pretty sure aren't they in the opposite sides of the state from one another, basically? They are, pretty much. So, yeah. But, like, still, it's You not still have to get away. on the plane or the bus. I doubt yeah. that they're busing between Pittsburgh and, and, and Philly. But, mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. I think... I just think that Philly is has had a weird start to the season. It's not that they were expected to do super well this year, but yeah. I think they would have expected just at least a little more jump start to their season. Right. And Carter Hart's not playing, who's their next chosen goalie, one that actually could work out, which has been a, historically a really bad position for the Flyers. So right. Brian Elliott is playing. And he, boy, and is he, he is playing. killing it. He is playing, he baby. He is straight like. up reminiscent of the St. Louis Blues playoff run that wasn't last year, the magical one. It was the one that was supposed to be magical, but then ended prematurely before he, right, he right. signed uh, with Calgary in the offseason. Yep. They decided they're like, Jake Allen's the guy. But then Jake Allen wasn't the guy and Jordan Bennington came around. Nonetheless, Brian Elliott is playing incredibly well tonight, and I think he got in the Knights' head early on. I think he did, on. too. I really do. Because, like, uh, it was the second period where they started to get frustrated. Mm-hmm. They had some good chances. Riley Smith almost scored shorthanded, and he hit the post. He later, be- in the, later in the second. Yeah, yes. yeah, a yeah. L- little later mm-hmm. on. But, like, still, he had a chance. He couldn't bury it. And that gets frustrating after a while. Sure. And then we started to see the not-so-good penalties racking up. Mm-hmm. We saw the McNabb penalty. We saw the Marcheseau yeah. penalty. It's just, yeah, yeah I think the, he's getting under their skin. In the first period, the, the Knights were only down one nothing. They were playing really well. They yeah. had a lot of really good quality scoring chances off of odd man rushes, off of cross-ice passes where you're getting a defenseman to pinch down or to take take the passer and leaving guys wide open for cross-ice passes on the back door. And Brian Elliott has been so good in his lateral movement, meaning like when he's in his butt, he goes down his butterfly and slides across the crease to make that save. He's been killer all game. And we saw that getting, getting into the Knights head later on in that second period when they did have a couple chances on the power play where they were just making these passes. You're like, great, good pass, good pass, good pass. But then they were passing up shots to make another pass to get another, uh, that much better of a play. I'm like, We just got to throw stuff on net. I understand that he's stopping everything down low, but if he's stopping everything down low, that means you go high, not go uh, just one more pass over down low again. Right? Keep it simple, stupid. That's what you got to do. Well, that was you know? aggressive. That's what you got to do. Keep it simple, stupid. Keep it simple, stupid. You got to what's take what's given to you. Yes. If you see that there's, if, you know, don't make that extra pass. Sometimes do, doing too much, it ends up you shoot yourself in the foot. As uh, as the great, uh, well, not Herb Brooks, but it was in the movie Miracle. I don't know if anybody in hockey is familiar with that movie Miracle on Ice. Uh, pass, shoot, score. But yes. it's not pass, <laughs> pass, 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 shoot, right, score. Right, right. It's and and that's what's concerning. And we've seen we've seen little shades of this uh, through the young season. Limited sample size. Still, we've said this how many times on all of our Nightcap oh, podcasts? But this many. is our job is to micro analyze yes. these games. And until we have that large sample size, this is what we have to work with. And. It just seems that sometimes when things aren't clicking 100%, if they're not scoring those goals where you should be scoring, where it's, it's, it's a 95% success rate, and for some reason that goalie just happens to get the save or they miss the net, that it kind of demoralizes themselves. It kind of really just kills their own momentum, and they just think that they have to do more. Instead of sticking with the game plan, they're like, exactly. we, have to, we, have to, we have to start just doing it by ourselves. That's what we have to do, and maybe that's what happened tonight. I'm not sure, but either way, it's not been great to watch. No, it's not. It's been pretty quite bad, actually. So. Yeah, it's not great. But you can find all of those great 
analyses. I'm like hitting the microphone. I'm like punching things right now. I'm like, this is the first episode of all time. Uh, you can find all of those Nightcap podcasts that we have done previously on CBS Sports Radio 1140.com. So if you would follow that on Twitter, that's Sports Radio 1140. My personal Twitter handle is at Lindsey Brown 35. And you're going to get a mixed bag when it comes to my Twitter feed, but it will be educational at least. But yours is a little bit more educational, at least in the GIF region. What's your Twitter handle? Yeah, my Twitter handle, you can find me on Twitter at RP underscore Quigs. Pretty much most Golden Knights games, I will be creating GIFs for any notable play, whether it's a fight, whether it's a goal, whether it's a big hit, anything like that. You'll see a gif of it in about what is it, what's my my time like fifteen seconds? I sure. typically get it yeah. out. So you um, you you need a gif? That's where you go. We're gonna take our first break. Up next after the first intermission here, a little more deep dive on the tendy talk. That's where we're going. Stick around. We'll be right back. Your Monday Night Power Play, The Nightcap, on CBS Sports Radio 1140. And welcome back to Nightcap Live, the world premiere episode ever of all time over the actual radio airwaves. My name is Lindsay Brown. I am the host of the Nightcap Podcast, Nightcap Live, Nightcap Vids. All of these great little content tidbits can be found on CBSSportsRadio1140.com. Oh, yeah! Get that rap air horn going. I love it. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at LindsayBrown35 to keep up with all of uh, all of all that content and all of my little random things jumbling around in my brain. And uh, we'll reintroduce our guest for tonight for the world premiere episode of the Nightcap uh, Live. It's Ryan me. Quigley. It's Quiggy Quigs. It's me. Hello. It me. It me. It Who me. dat? It me. Your Philly. Your Philly. Your. The Flyers are representing your town very well. You're you're a self-proclaimed Flyers fan, are you not? I or, I don't want to say I'm a hockey fan. Okay, no, no, no. Don't backtrack on me I'm right a, I'm now. A fan. Own up to your character flaw. I, I, Own up I to your grow, mistakes. I did grow up a a Flyers fan. Okay, so I'll say that. Um, so it's it's kind of like a little homecoming right here, uh, watching the Flyers take on the Golden Knights as Riley Smith scores a breakaway goal to make it five two. Here they're, comes the comeback, they're baby. Coming back. It's happening. It's clearly because we're on the air. Obviously. Obviously, we have those types of effects over yeah. the game, even though they're not playing at home. Because if they were playing at home, we wouldn't be here. Oh, right. Yeah. So take your uh, media credential off mm. that you wear everywhere and to bed. Right, right. Because <laughs> <laughs> I do do it. So tell me, what, do you, what are you reading in this game tonight? What is Philly doing so well that's translating to the lead that they had built up before Clearly, they're 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 etching away at it. Well, but finally, what, what's going what's going right for your Flyers? Finally, they're tonight? scoring goals. They've had a hard time scoring goals this season. Really, I mean, they kind of got off to a really great start against the um, uh, Blackhawks over in uh, Prague because they were over in the Czech Republic for their first game. Makes sense. And the, yeah, <laughs> bizarre. It's, it's fine. And then um, fine. they went ahead and they just destroyed the New Jersey Devils. Um, also in Prague? Uh, no, that was back in America. That was oh, North America. Back in so, America. Okay. Um, and since then, it just seemed like they were kind of having a tough time uh, putting pucks into the net. And tonight, uh. it seems like the odds are back in their favor, where just the, the this is back into the fancy stats and stuff, but oh, the percentages boy. are lining up and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. They're, and, you know, I don't want to, you know, give them too much, but you got a, a guy in net for the Golden Knights who, this is his first game in two years. Mm-hmm. 
you got a team with Claude Giroux, Jake Voracek, Kevin Hayes, some really, really good players, Travis Konechny, and they are just they're just kind of having their way with them right now. Mm-hmm. So, um, and they've just they've really just been kind of dominating the flow of play, and uh, they're putting the puck in the net. Well, it's good to see because it has not been the funnest of times for the Philadelphia Flyers no, in the NHL in the last few years. New coach, Elaine Vigneault, who's had stints in with the New York Rangers, with the Vancouver Canucks, and they also brought in two other head coaches to be assistant coaches know, because, yeah. like, why wouldn't you, other than to maybe cause a mutiny, uh, with uh, <laughs> Mike Yo, who was uh, coach of the Minnesota Wild for a bit and w- to the St. Louis Blues before he was fired halfway through the season right. and his team that he was fired from because he was the last team in the league, they went on to win the Stanley Cup. So he's coaching Philly. It's crazy. It's and crazy. Then, and I, then Michelle Therrien, who is, who's been uh, a longtime Canadians coach and, right. and and Bruins and just back and forth. So lots of experience within the building uh, for the Philadelphia Flyers. And they are definitely one of those East Co- Eastern Conference teams that I wouldn't expect a ton from this year, but it wouldn't surprise me if they took a step. Now, Golden Knights obviously playing the Western Conference. Of course. Can you give me an example of if there is a mirror image of the Philadelphia Flyers in the Western Conference right now, who would it be? You know, I don't I don't want to say the Golden Knights, but I do see some similarities there. Just because of the fact both teams got off to a 2-0 start. Mm-hmm. Pretty dominant 2-0 starts. Very. Handily. And then they got into these little ruts where they were having a hard time scoring goals. And they were having a hard time giving up goals and allowing them in succession. And I really do kind of see a decent amount of similarities between these two teams. Right now, the Flyers are having their way with them. It's now 6-2. to two. Michael Rothwell just scored on the uh, second goal of the night for him, is it not? I believe it is. Oh. First goal was the... Uh, you get a goal. You get a goal. You get you two. You get a goal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Lucky. So, um, but I do see similarities. Um, I think... I don't know. I, there's just something about this Golden Knights team that I think... Oh, listeners, I feel like just about everyone in the city can come to the general consensus. Like, this team is its going to be a playoff team. It seems that way. Um, it, on paper, and, we, and we've said this on be. the Nightcap podcast, even though we're live on the radio right now at CBS 1140. Gosh, I'm good at resetting. <laughs> um, they they go through these spurts. Like you said, it's its almost like they get halfway to the to wherever their journey is, and then they realize they forget their water. And then the rest of the time they're worried about – what they're doing wrong, what they didn't, what they didn't do, trying to take over a game that isn't conducive to a game plan, isn't conducive to their identity for this team. And like we said, limited sample size, early season, and maybe this is just growing pains in terms of getting everybody back on the same page. You know, Pacioretty played here last year. Mark Stone played part of the year uh, here last year, but. It's still a train. You know, you can't expect these guys to transition and be comfortable within the organization, yeah. within the team in like five games. And and so it sometimes it takes a little bit longer. And each diff- each year is is unique unto itself. And we talked about that uh, on the last Nightcap podcast about how there hasn't been enough uh, just change in that locker room. They all have the same locker stalls that they've had for three years. Right, they've been. right. They, they do the same drills at practice every day. And, and that worries me in terms of leading to complacency. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what we're seeing with your Flyers in, in different parts of their season, clearly not in this game, but in the, with the Golden Knights, with giving up those goals quickly, with giving up goals towards the end or the beginning of periods. And this road trip was supposed to be kind of like a shock value to them, kind of a like right, wake up. Right. Yeah. And obviously they played super well against Pittsburgh, and they started off decently in this they game. They did okay. But it's gotten away from them. Yes. And 
that it's that's happened. That happened in the first loss of the season when they lost to Boston. That happened when they lost to Arizona. That right, all of these right. things, all these little minor threads, all these they're all different games, different goals, different goals against. But they're all coming from similar sources, yep. and and it's it's definitely concerning. But thankfully, we have a ton of season left to to really exactly. iron those things out. It's still early in the season. I mean. A full year of Mark Stone, I don't think people realize just how big that's going to be. Mm-hmm. Because he, really, honestly, you could make an argument. I know he, <laughs> the NHL Network does that list. Where, what is it? Where it's like the top 50 players in the NHL or right. something. And Mark Stone is like 24. Honestly, I could put him, I really could see him number five. He really is one of the best players in the NHL to me, I think. Mm-hmm. Just his 200-foot game. He almost won the Selkie Award last year for the best uh, two hundred foot forward. So like, that he did. and a winger hasn't. Mark Stone is a winger. We haven't saw. We haven't seen a winger win that award, and I, I can't even remember. It's been years, possibly yeah. decades, even. So absolutely, it's been a long time. And just to make a transition that's kind of on the same line, but completely different. Somebody who could be up for a, a, a season-long award this year is Mark andre Fleur, who's not playing yes. for your Golden Knights tonight. And we have some audio uh, that I I talked to him in the locker room after the Senators game last week. They've been on the road since that game. So I haven't had a chance to recircle and talk to him about the Pittsburgh game. Obviously, we'll have to talk about that when he gets back. Um, but I caught up with him after that Senators game because I was asking him about a lot of the desperation saves that he had to make in that game and had to make in that game against Pittsburgh the other night where they're just – you don't know how they get stopped, but they do. So here's that little piece of audio with Mark Andre Fleury. I think tonight was um, three on three, right? And that maybe our guys got a little tired too because we were pinned in our zone for a while, and uh, we were a long way from our bench to change. You know, so I think three on three, you'll see that kind of stuff happen. Um, I think the ones in LA might have been uh, power plays too. I think um, teams trying those plays across, mm-hmm. right? Um, the guys, I know they're they hard, right? Everybody's battling, trying to keep the puck out. Um, Coach Aladdin, two minutes, two minutes. Maybe something we'll look at a bit, but I'm not too, um, too worried <laughs> moving forward. Sorry about that. Like I said, in the locker room, taking that audio, it's a mad dash for everyone trying to get their questions in. Right, people right. telling when Coach Gallant's going to be in the room, when somebody else is available. It's it's a pit of snakes. You sound like that video, the guy, like his son's hockey game, he slaps the glass, it breaks. Way to go, Paul. Yeah, oh, Have that, you seen that? That video is brilliant. <laughs> it's the best. Oh, my God. Best vid just great, on the internet. Just great timing all around. <laughs> and as we talked about in the first segment of Nightcap Live tonight, the importance of managing Mark Andre Fleury and making sure that that he's not only healthy for the entire year, but he's at the top of his game as much as he can be, and that's a point that has been reiterated to us multiple times since the season has started. We don't see him at practice very often, which I don't totally agree with, but mm. nonetheless, yeah. we're moving on. He needed that break tonight. He needed to not go into this game, despite it being such a just absolute gong show of get really getting away from them. And what I've seen from Mark Andre for the last couple games and just pretty much this entire season, especially when the Knights aren't playing well, because their defensive zone has been kind of a, kind of an S show. It's it's they've had yes. some big time holes, especially coming off of the transition and off of rushes. And, and we kind of knew that this was going to be an and issue. We knew. We and, did. and this is, but this is the difference though, mm-hmm. because I don't think they're playing that dissimilarly to what they were, maybe not in the Pittsburgh game, but in other games that they've already played this season. But this is what Marc Andre Fleury does for you. Instead of yeah. five to two, it's three to two. Instead of five to two, it's a shootout win or it's something else. These are these little things. And if you keep 
grinding him into into a pulp like they have been. And still early, they gave him the night off. Good. Claps all around. Yeah. You're not going to be able to do that. You're not going to be able to keep that game, Marc-Andre Fleury's best game. You're not going to be able to rely on it. The Ottawa game. Mm-hmm. It's a miracle they won that game mm-hmm. because, I mean, they had a lot of chances in overtime. And, uh, you know, Marceau comes out, gets that overtime winner. But Flurry really is the reason they win. Yes. A lot of most, of, most of the games that they've won this season have been directly because of his play. Right. And, and that's what they need from him. But they need him to stay at that level, not just in the first three minute, three weeks of the season, but the entire way through. And at least they're starting to take it one step of letting that happen. Right. We are... Just about to head to another break. After this quick flood, we have the world premiere of the weekly Dump and Chase segment. It's something that I came up in the lab with. And uh, don't worry. I'll explain everything when we get back, Ryan. Do not worry. Do not leave. Promise? No promises, but maybe. Okay, cool. We'll be right back. Time for a little dump and... Chase, the Nightcap on CBS Sports Radio 1140. That is right. The Dump and Chase segment. It is here. It is original. It's probably crazy. I don't know. We are going to find out. My name is Lindsay Brown. I am the host of the Nightcap podcast, live video, all of the great things, hockey, NHL, sports related on CBS Sports Radio 1140.com and on the radio.com app as well. My name, again, Lindsay Brown. If you had a 35 on that end of that name, get my Twitter handle. And I'm also joined by Ryan Quigley. Ryan, where can we find you on uh, the Twitter machine? Ryan Quigley. Find me on Twitter at RP underscore Quigley. Thank you for <laughs> clarification. There's, yeah, there's a wrap Thank you so much. That was super necessary. Now, <laughs> third segment of the Nightcap Live. I keep wanting to say Nightcap Podcast. That's clearly yeah. not what this is. Um, well, we do have a lot of those. We do. Lots we, of content. We do have lots of those. Um, but the the Dump and Chase segment, this is an important segment because it usually starts on in the 35th minute of the hour. And in case you didn't hear what my Twitter handle was just a few seconds ago, which is Lindsey Brown 35, 35 is a very big number for me. It's almost as if you wore it. It's weird how that works, right? And it's almost like it was some sort of cosmic alignment that dance started today because he was also wearing <laughs> yeah, 35 yeah, like yeah. that when i woke up this morning and saw that he was starting i was like it's meant to be today's the day it is all of the planets are aligning yep. dump a chase segment so basically what this is going to be just random thoughts topics brain just dumps that i have over the course of the week ideas things that bother me things that i'm happy about just we're throwing stuff out there at the wall we're seeing what sticks sometimes we might talk about one thing sometimes we might talk about three it just depends on what we're feeling at the moment. And I have a couple of things to talk about. First of which is the other night against Pittsburgh, Golden Knights were visiting. So naturally, just like every other away game, it seems, at least since I've been here, there's a watch party held in Las Vegas. It's put on by, by, the, Las, by, by the Knights, yeah. which is totally awesome. They did not do that in Minnesota. I think it's really cool how it's every, every away yeah. game they, they do. They, and they move it, around, move it around Vegas so it's not in the same place every time. So they get a bunch of different types of people in different places. And they happen to be at the Las Vegas ballpark the other night. Where the Aviators play. Where the, are they the Oakland A's affiliate? Oh, AAA affiliate? I think so. I believe so. Very nice park, right next to City National Arena, the practice arena for the Golden Knights. We spent a lot of time over there. At least. How convenient. Yeah, how convenient. So to kick things off, before the before the puck dropped in Pittsburgh, 
They had Alex Tuck, who's, so who's been injured for the last few weeks, uh, has been an upper body injury. That was the designation. Clearly super specific, as always in the NHL. He was out there to throw the thirst, the thirst, thirst trap. First, <laughs> first puck, meant to be pitched, but Not the, puck. Yeah, yeah. He is, there's a picture of him taken by Jeff Paul, one of our close personal friends who also covers the Golden Knights. He was at, he was watching the game at the ballpark. They had Alex Tuck throw a puck from the, from the, from the mound. pitching mound yeah. to home plate. Uh, he throws left-handed, which is fine. Some weirdos do that. It's cool. It's all good. I have friends that are left-handed. They had him, his injured hand, his right hand, in a hockey glove on the pitching mound, Ryan. It's annoying. And I, like, ju- I can't. I Why? It's, a, it's like they're trying to hide it. It's like, dude, we know. Like, we know it's in the upper body. Like, whatever. What even is the we hand? Don't, is first of all, we body? don't know. The reason we do know that it's a hand, because they put the glove yeah, on the hand. Wearing a glove. First like, of all, it was that's white. what you were trying to avoid. It, so it's he's a like white. a hockey Michael Jackson up there with his white glove. Yep. And he's throwing the, the puck. It's not even a bit. I just don't understand throwing the first pitch with a puck before. It's just the whole thing. I get the I get the bit where they're just we're gonna we're gonna make it baseball and hockey put together. Yeah. That's great. Why does he have to have a protective glove on? Are you protecting him from his pitching ability or from other people? <laughs> yeah, right. And if if not, are you really that concerned that he and one of the two Vegas showgirl dancers that are there to be as part of the part of the ambiance, part of the the crew there? That's oh. God, great buttons. It's like I picked them out or something. It's crazy. <laughs> it's like they're worried that those Vegas showgirls are going to report Alex Tuck on his yeah, right hand. On I can see the scar. It's going between his thumb and his index finger. I'm like, no one. Can. Why could you put just a mitten on him? Yeah. If you're going to put a glove on him, why does it have to be a hockey? Like, it just it doesn't make sense. There, there, for every question I have, even if there's an answer, there's another question off of whatever answer they could give me. It doesn't make sense to me. Dump and chase. An interesting thing to talk about. Uh, so he threw left. With his, yeah, left-handed. Uh, he shoots right. So Yeah, but. I, maybe he's one of those I shoot, ambidextrous. I, yeah. I shoot right-handed when I'm skating out. I uh, shoot left-handed when I'm playing goalie. Interesting. Okay. I know. Because yeah. you ca- it's it's about which hand you catch with versus, but that's usually, weird. And usually you they are would, weird. They would want so. your strongest hand on the top of the stick because that right. helps you maneuver it the best. That helps you stick handle the best. Right. I'm opposite, clearly, because I was such an elite athlete. <laughs> Move How on. dare you laugh? <laughs> How dare you laugh at me? <laughs> Dump it, Chase. Next. Let me read. <laughs> ah, yes. So last Thursday. We had a live remote appearance where we were on the air for a couple hours. It was not the Nightcap Podcast Live. It was uh, the rotation, and I had to quickly get down to T-Mobile Arena for the game against the Ottawa Senators. I didn't hear about this. Let me, yeah. Well, like, thanks for following my Twitter. Yeah, I know. Because um, yeah. I tweeted about it. <laughs> Trust me. Uh, so I had to get down to the arena from Summerlin uh, within from 6 p.m., and the game starts at 7. Now, for those of you that are not in the Las Vegas area, Someone's like a west side suburb. It's not the closest, but it's pretty easy to get around in Vegas because all of the highways are like six lanes long. So I get to Frank Sinatra Drive, which is the road that runs directly behind T-Mobile Arena and all of the other casinos right there. And I usually turn on. You turn into my ramp, and then you're here. You're going. Took me 15 minutes to get over there. People do not use their blinkers in this town, and I don't understand it because it is literally the easiest physical thing you could probably do all day the machine is moving you from point a to point b and all you have to do for other safety even if you don't care about your own safety if you want to be reckless with your own safety do go it. get a four-wheeler and go j- 
jump off one of the mountains over yeah, there. No one will complain. Nobody uses their blinker, and everybody has trucks. So naturally, I get caught in a position where I'm supposed to be able to get over. Right. Nobody's using their blinker. Guy cuts me off. And then for some reason, people think, oh, I'm in the far left lane. I am 20 feet away from turning right where I'm supposed to be. I'm going to get over now. Mother right. trucker, dude. <laughs> Ma- oh, God, you're good. <laughs> I love you. I love it. <laughs> So I have to loop all the way down towards the other end, all the way down to Treasure Island because there's only one way in and one way yeah, out for yeah. security purposes. Makes sense. Safety. Safety first. <laughs> I, I did not get into the building until 730. I got to the end to, to what when I was supposed to go into the parking ramp yeah. at 650. And let me guess. You were trying to get over and no one was letting you over. Nobody let me in. Yeah. Why don't Nobody people the let each other either. over? I this did. Is, we're a family when we're on the road. We look out for each other. That's what you got to do. Like, all these people flying down the road 90, and I'm just like, you guys are going to I don't even have cr- a problem with that. Use your dang blinker. Use the, Well, see, these people don't even use their blinker. I've, all right, so I moved out. I've been here for a year now, over uh-huh. a year. and From Virginia. From Virginia. Yeah. And uh, Seat's taken. <laughs> different state, different movie, sorry. I'm, I'm driving. I can't tell you how many times I've been driving down the highway at night, and then I see people without their headlights on. Yeah. And do, I'm like, what do are better. you doing? Do better, Lost. You're going to murder people with your vehicle. Dump and chase. Next topic. Pacific Division. Ah, uh, yes. Topsy-turvy to start this year. It's a little weird. It is a little it's weird because weird. I think last year the Anaheim Ducks and the Edmonton Oilers were two of the worst teams in the NHL, yet they find themselves at the top of the Pacific Division standings early in the year. We know what the Oilers are capable of in yeah. terms of being an absolute dumpster fire. Lindsay, I have two words for you. Oh, do you? James Neal! What? James Jameson Neal, baby. Wait, do we know him here? Maybe we do. Do we? Does that sound familiar to you? I, I think it does, but we do know that James Neal played last year for the Calgary Flames. He did. He was also a hugely instrumental piece towards the Stanley Cup final run that the Vegas Golden Knights had in their inaugural season. Yes, he was. And Remember, he kind of carried that team early on in that he season. He did. And last year in Calgary, he did not have a fun time. It was, it was not a good fit. Rather bad. He signed a big deal with them. I think it was five years or something. I don't yeah, remember. Yeah. What, who cares? Things did not <laughs> work out well. And things weren't working out well for Milan Lucic, who was in Edmonton. They do a little swapperoo. Yeah. And now both of them are killing it. And James Neal is like oh, almost yeah. leading the league in goals. Like, I, agree, I, <laughs> I agree. James Neal, he's doing pretty, pretty, you know, he's yeah. the real deal, if you will. Lucic, oh Lucic, I'm not, leave. I'm not, I'm not ready to admit that he's good. Different player, different expectations, yeah. whatever. It's a hockey trade and both, both teams have benefited from trade. it. But James yeah. Neal is definitely he, the, the peak beneficiary yeah. of this entire thing. What, what is he doing? Like why, where was this? It's crazy. I, I don't know. He, it's he, weird. Yeah. Hockey man. Hockey man. Shooting percentages. Yeah. Teams that are usually in first end up in last, last first. Things get weird. Hockey's fun. But you can catch all of those great roller coaster rides through hopefully other NHL teams, not the Golden Knights. We want them just a steady climb up to just greatness. That's what we would like. But you can find all that stuff on CBS Sports Radio, 1140.com and on the CBS Sports Radio app. We got one more segment left. This is flying by. It Ryan. is flying. Flying by. You know what they say? Time flies. When you're having fun. The Flyers just play. Do you get it? You get oh, God. It? Please <laughs> leave for the second time. Okay, yeah, let's go commercial. Like I said, <laughs> we'll be right back after this break. CBS Sports Radio 1140 and the Radio.com app.
The Nightcap with Lindsey Brown. That's a night with a K, as in Golden Knights. Duh. On CBS Sports Radio 1140. Whoa, that was sudden. (laughs) (laughs) All right, welcome back to The Nightcap live not the podcast version, which could be found on CBSSportsRadio1140.com. My name is Lindsay Brown, the host, always and forever. And we're just wrapping up our final segment of the very first Monday night episode of The Nightcap, which is going to take place each and every Monday night, 6 to 7 p.m. Also, we're expanding in other areas as well. Silver and Black Today, is now, which usually airs 8 to 10 Sunday mornings here in Las Vegas, will now have another show on Tuesday nights called Silver and Black Tonight! Oh! Brilliant! Right? Right? Right, starting next Tuesday. Yes, okay. Yeah. Next Tuesday. I'm sorry. <laughs> Bad information. Yeah, Mabi. So, let's wrap things up here. Segment four. We're going to take a little bit of a, a wide look at the rest of the week for the night. Before that, we need to reintroduce our guest for the very last time, at least just for today. We'll see if we'll invite you back next week. We'll see. I wouldn't blame you if you didn't, I mean, honestly. I don't really have that many friends here, to be totally honest. So, oh, I, I wonder mean, why. I, I, it's pretty easy to see why. You know what? This is why we get along. We just we just literally poop on each other. And we're just like, hey, we, we take it and we don't. You make it very easy for What's me, your name really? again? My name? Oh, you know my name. Ryan Quigley, folks. If you don't follow me on Twitter, you probably should. No one does. I'm the gift god uh, at RP underscore Quigs on Twitter. I have uh, all the stuff with, as the air horns go blazing. Yes. Um, so, yeah. Excellente. Yes. Yes. So... Knights just wrapped up their game against the Philadelphia Flyers. A loss, 6-2. First game of a back-to-back. They will be in Chicago in the United Center to face the Blackhawks tomorrow night. Well, how are you feeling about this uh, Blackhawks I'll game? I'll be honest with you. Honestly, it's kind of, it's, I, don't think there playing. Could, I don't think there could be any better time for a back-to-back right now. Because this is the kind of game where you're just like, throw out the game tape. That, yeah. that Move sucked. on. Move that on. That sucked. We want to forget wrong. about this forever. Mm-hmm. And, like, you got Flurry playing tomorrow. He's rested. He's had not one, but two days off. Holy how. Which he needed, you know. So he'll be playing tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And I believe he t- typically plays pretty well against the uh, Chicago Blackhawks. Well, so. Flurry usually plays well against pretty Anybody. much everyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the Blackhawks aren't the Blackhawks of, you know, five, six years yeah, ago. They're yeah. in their own kind of rebuild as well. They're not. But as- let's let's not say that they're not a dangerous team. Oh, absolutely. Well, we were facing off against the worst team in the NHL just last Thursday, and we almost, they almost lost to them too. That would right. be the Ottawa Senators. Right. Yes, the Chicago Blackhawks still have Jonathan Taves. The Chicago Blackhawks still have Patrick Kane. They still have Duncan Keith, Corey Crawford, all these big names that were part of all three of those cups. And now you got some young kids, uh, Dylan Strome, Alex DeBrinkett coming up, and yep. they're they're dangerous young players. And a young coach who's out to prove himself in his first full season, Yeah, right? Because Quenville was fired halfway, not even halfway. They fired him very early yeah. last year, yeah. which I did not agree with at the time. Uh, but after that game against Chicago, they are going to head back to the Las Vegas area, thankfully, because I'm feeling a little bit distant from our favorite hockey team. And they will be facing off against my childhood favorite team, on uh, on Friday, the Colorado Avalanche, who are straight up kicking ass. They're 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 too good. They're they're too. All good. the bandwagon fans for the Tampa Bay Lightning last year yeah. are looking oh, at this yeah, team. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, oh yeah. man, you know I'm just gonna go over they're there. Like, they have blue in their jersey. We now. could like convert this. Yeah. Like they, it's it's not as much blue as the Lightning, but there's some blue in it. And you think we'll have any awkward any awkward encounters with uh, Joe Sakic again? No, I, but I <laughs> would like to make eye contact with him. If yeah. you want to hear more about that conversation, you need to check out the Nightcap podcast, which is found on CBS Radio. No lies. 1140.com. They they're gonna play Colorado. Colorado's 
They're a juggernaut. And, they're a juggernaut. And they're Western Conference, but Central Division. Right. So we don't face them as much as we would, say, the, the San Jose Sharks, Sharks or yeah. whoever else is in our division. But it's going to be a very good game and a very good test for this team. I think this will be the best test that they've faced, at least for Western Conference opponents, since they played Calgary. Yeah. You could call this an early litmus test for yes. the Golden Knights. If they're so good and if they really are this this contender, the Stanley Cup contender that a, that a lot of people think that they are mm-hmm. and that they they might very well be, go ahead and beat the, uh, the Avs. Yeah. So if you, you can do. keep up with scoring with them, we're going to be in a pretty good spot yeah. because they could definitely be uh, a matchup for the Knights in the playoffs even before the Western Conference Finals. So they're definitely a team to keep an eye on, even if you're not thinking about the Knights. Just in general, they're going to be a super fun team to watch and obviously are being constructed by one of the greatest hockey players of all time. Our close personal friend, Joe Sackick. Yes. Clearly. Friend of the show. Yes, obviously. And on Sunday, they're going to face the Anaheim Ducks for the first time this season, who were mostly brutal last year. And I would think they would still be brutal because half of their team is too old, too old and injured, or too old and injured and literally placed on long-term IR. Getting rid of Carlisle was the best thing that they could have done. And now they have Dallas Eakins as their head coach. Right. And they still have, I'm, guys, I'm going to say it. You're probably not going to like it. The best goalie in the NHL is is uh, John Gibson right now. Well, we might have to double-check you on that type of opinion, but we'll take your word for it, at least for tonight, because we don't have that much time left, unfortunately. Sad. It is sad. But I do want to thank you for coming in tonight and, and to speaking with me and watching the, your Flyers play the Golden Knights. It, it, oh, it absolutely. Was, it wasn't my was funnest yours. experience of my life, but it wasn't my worst. <laughs> I mean, like, I've got shots before, so I guess that's that would probably yeah. chalk it up. But you can find this exact show. It won't be live anymore. It'll be a podcast on CBS Sports Radio 1140.com. Make sure that you download the radio.com app as well so you can listen to us live, listen to our podcast, and listen to all of the great stations around just the United States of America that is related to our great family. Uh, my name is Lindsay Brown. Follow me on Twitter at LindsayBrown35. And on Instagram, I have one of those too, and I'm very good about posting stories sometimes. At L-I-N-D-S, brown like a color, 35. Ryan Quigley. That's me, Ryan Quigley. You can follow me on Twitter at RP underscore Quigs. Uh, I'm a little unique on Twitter, folks, so, you know, follow at, at your own risk. Yep. Thank you again, Ryan. It's been Thank a pleasure. It's been this fun. is the Nightcap, found on CBS Sports Radio 1140 and the Radio.com app. Bye!